When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five, one, two, three, four, and five star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, and LakersBall.com, and also our great friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, wouldn't you know the Lakers are so special that they got their own media day because while everybody else did their media day on Monday, the Lakers did theirs on Tuesday. And there was a lot of interesting information not only coming out of the Lakers media day, but the NBA media day as a whole. And here to break down a good portion of that with me is a man that's back again. The always controversial. I'm kidding. Not, hopefully not today, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's early. He is ox1947 at LakersBall.com. Be part of the great conversations that they're having at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Soro. Joe, great to have you back on the program once again. Ready to go at it as the team is hopefully ready to go at it in training camp? Yes, speaking on behalf of the Lakers ball crew, a lot more ignoring me today a little bit because I was kind of digging into the whole vaccine thing, but I'll, I'll get into more detail on that. We'll make it fun. I, I promise I won't be a Debbie Donner on it. <laughs> okay, well, again, you got us into trouble before, hot water before. The vaccine has been a hot button issue. And with the NBA hitting the media circus here on Monday and Tuesday, vaccinations was a very important and hot button issue. We heard already from around the league certain individuals that were and were not vaccinated. In fact, right now, 90% of the NBA is vaccinated. And I can personally say I thank them for that. I wish it was higher. I wish it was at the level of the WNBA, which is 99% vaccinated. Wish it was that, but it's going to be some interesting to see with San Francisco. You're laughing already. Oh my, I can't wait to hear this. San Francisco and New York with city laws in regards to must have vaccinations. So already we're hearing, you know, there's going to be some issues with Andrew Wiggins, who has said he's not getting it. 
and also as well Kyrie Irving, who said he's not getting it. Bradley Bill from Washington, he said he doesn't have it. He really doesn't want to get it. We've heard other individuals out there saying that they really don't want to get it, but it's going to hit their pocketbook because every time that they miss a game due to a vaccination issue, the NBA did bring down the clamps and said, you know what, the obvious. If you're not ready to play the game because of vaccination issues, you're not going to get paid. So in the case of Kyrie Irving and also Andrew Wiggins, that could be a ton of cash, my friend. We're talking about 41 games at the minimum that they could be out on as far as paychecks are concerned. Your thoughts on this? I mean, we will go into the Lakers here in a sec because the Lakers do have some good news for their fans in regards to the beginning of the season on vaccinations because that's also a hot-button issue right there in L.A. in regards to whether or not you're supposed to get it, what not the coverage, and can you go attend a game or can you actually play in a game and not be vaccinated. So I want to hear your thoughts on this. You're going to think what you're going to think on it. I can personally tell you from my vantage point, I applaud the NBA for making it difficult for unvaccinated players because unvaccinations, for me, I think that puts a lot of people at risk. Puts their families, puts their own health at risk. And yes, you can decide you want to get it. That's your choice. But when you do so, there's a lot of people out there at risk. So I'm just telling you right now, I'm, I'm thankful for as many people that there are being vaccinated. And I hope everyone chooses that path as well. Well, I happened to read today uh, ESPN reporter Sage Steele. Yes, who covers the NBA at times, yes. Who covers the NBA, who I'm very fond of. I think she's fantastic. She does her job very well and been doing it for a very long time. I agree. Her, her and Lisa Salters are some of the really good. And I, I, I pick on the sideline reporters a lot of times because... Nobody does it better than Lisa. Yeah, she's... Lisa, yeah, I mean, they're fantastic. And, and the reason why I pick on them uh, a little is because I'm... I'm thinking to myself, you know, there's just two things that I think a sideline reporter should do, and that's ask relevant questions to what's going on. You have enough time to, you know, if you're talented enough, to think of some good questions and obviously update the injuries. Uh, interviewing the coach coming out of halftime, I always thought that was kind of a, I don't know, a waste of time. But, or, the um, third, or the first and fourth quarter one. I just, again, I'm not – the coach is thinking about – the, the, you know, the team and how they're going to come out and all that. I just, I think it's a waste of time. I think, again, the sideline reporter and, and, and Sage does it well. Lisa does it well. Getting to Sage Steele, she is, I know she had a podcast appearance on Jay Cutler's podcast and uh, stated that uh, she felt like she was forced by ESPN. Yeah. And she had commented on how everyone was jumping for joy when they got there. Hers was a, a, a defeat. The defeat isn't taking the vaccine, in my opinion. It's it's the way it's being implemented. I don't know where this is going to go. The discussion with my own family and friends is, you know, I'm a realist. I am as real as they get. And real bothers people. It's bothered my own family. It's bothered my friends. Continues to do so because people don't like to hear the truth. And I really tried very hard to tell the truth without... Involving my own thoughts, I try to use logic and I try to use what I know, you know, from from whatever reading or research I have. And and Jonathan, another gentleman, uh, Jonathan Isaac from Orlando, um, yes, from Orlando, he articulated it as well. 
Yeah, he articulated it perfectly. And I'm not anti-vax either, by the way, guys. Uh, my kids are all vaccinated, you know, for polio and pox and all those things. So, again, there's this generalization that starts that's engulfed things in sports, in life. And that's the part that's bad. Now, how this pertains to the to the Lakers, Rob Polinka can't had explained to Rob that he, he didn't feel comfortable taking the vaccine. And then Rob went into his Robness, his Palinkaness, uh, as he does, and convinced Kent to do it. And that probably would have been me. You know, I would have been in that office, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Rob probably told him, look, I've done all the research. I've talked to good doctors that are probably from John Hopkins and all these things, and they're like, hey, look, it's fine. Trust me. And plus, you're going to feel better in the end and all this stuff. And, and there might be some truth to that. But the thing is, at this moment, we, I, I don't have that kind of information. I hear good. I hear bad. I hear indifferent. And when, when you're not 100% on something, I don't think you should make that decision. So the Lakers are fully vaccinated. Whether that matters in the end, I don't know. You know, you could still get COVID. But I was... Not surprised at how happy they were during the media session. Even with all that kind of twirling around, I didn't really see any, any I didn't see that any of that stuff affecting how enthusiastic that team was. I don't know if I've ever seen a team this enthusiastic before on uh, media day. I mean, they, uh, Russell Westbrook was talking to the media like he loved being there. And I've never seen that ever. Russell Westbrook can't. Every time I've seen Russell Westbrook do interviews, he's he's ready to get out of there. And he looked very comfortable and very happy. And James Worthy was asking him questions and his his eyes were lit up. And James is just like, dude, I'm I got your I got your back, man. We do this. We're gonna talk. And he was excited. And LeBron was LeBron and AD. AD still had that like kind of like, man, I'm I'm still gonna kind of keep things. Over here, I'm not gonna tell you anything until I get until the season starts, and that that made me more excited. And of course, Dwight Howard is Dwight Howard, and DeAndre Jordan, all those guys kind of goof around, playing around. It, it was a it was, I think the only the, the most exciting media day for me up until this one was the one when we got Steve Nash and Dwight Howard the first time. I was excited about that because we were on a new channel. Dwight Howard is here. We got Steve Nash after the CP3 debacle. So I was like, man, here's our chance to see if Kobe can get number six. And, of course, we all know how that went. So I'm very encouraged by the media day activities this this last day. And I I don't know how this team – Carmelo kind of said there might be some hiccups, and he almost is welcoming it, welcoming the hiccups so they can – learn from it and build from it throughout the season. And then at that point, let's say, you know, they're 20 and 10 the first 30 games, and then all of a sudden they're like, all right, guys, I think we figured this out, and they go on a, you know, 15-game winning streak. But I don't think that's going to happen because their schedule is pretty light to start the season. And if AD is healthy and playing the five regularly, I've even heard he might start at the five, to start the year, I'll have to see that to believe it. But 
again, uh, we're, we're looking at something here that could be pretty special. I think it could be special. I really, really sat back and, you know, was ta- trying to talk to myself. Was Is it a Laker fan thing that's telling me this? Or am I reading this wrong? I usually don't read things like this wrong, but the only thing can, that can derail it is obviously the injuries. But if this team doesn't get injured, ah, man, I don't know, man. I don't know how the heck anybody's going to be able to hang them. They are on paper and from, from emotionally looking at them, they look locked in already. They're ready to go. And Russell Westbrook wants to run everybody down. So you guys better get your track shoe eyes ready because they're going to be they're going to be going back and forth, back and forth nonstop for 48 minutes. <laughs> this is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know, condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I I just had talked about that, and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, the only other team out there that I think really stands a chance, maybe you could throw in Milwaukee in the mix, but Brooklyn, if Brooklyn does not have Kyrie Irving over this issue in regards to vaccinations for a predominant amount of time, and if it's New York and L.A. in the finals and things stay the the way they are, you're talking about him missing an entire series in NBA finals and also as well not playing in over half the games. So that's something right there that could hurt Brooklyn tremendously because Brooklyn is still the betting favorite here in Vegas. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people are really high on the Lakers. They really came out with the, with the right words and said they're all the right things. And obviously one of them was Anthony Davis saying that, you know what, I want to play center and I'm going to be the center. He didn't say if he was going to start at center. So that still kind of concerns me with, with Frank Vogel because, you know, Frank Vogel still goes into some old habits in regards to that. But I'm, I'm hopeful that by the time we see the first exhibition game coming up here in a few days, that we will get to see this, the beginnings of a nice one, four, five combination between Westbrook at the one, LeBron at the four, and AD at five. And that's from the start of the game. And that's my hope. And I know Laker Tom has been really saying this is going to be a done deal. And, uh, you know, I will say this that I'm hoping that that's the case. And I'd love to be proven wrong that. He will not go into those bad habits and start DeAndre Jordan because I really don't think it's in the best interest of the team if that happens. So I'm hopeful that the words that was said by Anthony Davis right from the get-go at media day will come true and that he will play a predominant amount of minutes at the five because it is in the Lakers' best interest to go ahead and have him do so. With Russell Westbrook, obviously the, the pace will increase and I'm so looking forward to that because that's how they won their title. Defense and transition really got them through the playoffs in the bubble. That was one of the, two of the key reasons why they go they went ahead and they won the title. So I'm looking forward to that. In regards to the vaccinations, it just makes me so happy that they're 100% vaccinated and ready to start the season so they can put those issues out of the way. Plus also for their own personal health because two things, okay? All the facts say this, that if you get the vaccinations, you significantly – decrease the percentage 
of you being hospitalized and or like dying, which is always, you know, a thing that I don't want to do. I kind of want to live around for a little while and talk to you and host the show every week. So I kind of like that living thing. So first off that second thing is in regards to just the vaccination issues, there's 180 million people out there that have already had it. So if there was some like wide adverse effects of it, we would have already seen it by now, but 180 million people in plus come on. So I tell people out there, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. If you're not, you're not. But when you don't, you put other people at risk, including yourself and your family and your friends and everybody out there, increased risk by not doing it. So I'm hopeful that everybody will get to that point where we can get this thing through. I mean, like you said, you vaccinate your kids. Why? Because it's been proven over a period of time that the vaccinations do work. Spanish flu, that killed 675,000 people estimated. How did they get rid of that? Through vaccinations. So I'm I'm hopeful one day we can go ahead and come together as a, as you know a union and and be able to get this thing in the bud. But until then, we're going to have to deal with things like this. And you know, for Andrew Wiggins, he's willing to go ahead and and put his claim in. Jonathan Isaac, he's willing to lose game checks over it. Bradley Beal, he looks like he might be willing to lose game checks over it. But for uh, for Andrew Wiggins and for also Kyrie Irving, I mean, for Andrew Wiggins especially because he will not earn what he's earning now on his next contract. I think you can pretty much guarantee that with Kyrie Irving, he he can always have another extension or somebody will uh, find a good way to go ahead and pay him. So this is probably not that big of a deal for him, but for someone like Andrew Wiggins, Joe, I mean, this is something where you're losing 41 game checks at the minimum and count in the, the LA games and the, the New York games, you could be losing up to 50 games and that's a lot of cash out of your pocket. Money is a, an interesting uh, problem for people. I hear both holes speaking sometimes when it comes to money. Either you have your, your principles or you have your principles towards money. And sometimes those will have a conflict. So what it comes down to is I'm always weary of the pressure of something. And I get that there's a virus out there that's, that's bad, but someone who's sick once every decade, like myself, someone whose immune system is pretty darn good, according to all my blood work and things like that. Kyrie, the only reason why Kyrie's, it's kind of weird because Kyrie always has something, you know, that he's doing, <laughs> whether it's, flat I don't earth. know. Yeah, the flat earth thing, even if he was joking, I mean, if he was joking, I'd be like, all right, whatever, but. You never know with him. Andrew Wiggins, I think a lot of the fact that he's kind of aloof, he, I think Stephen A. Smith said something really good. Uh, I believe it was today or yesterday that I heard him. He goes, he's the quietest first overall pick he's ever seen. I don't know what that means, but it, it kind of makes sense. You don't really hear him talk. I think he's just one of those guys that just – Joe, we're talking about $16 million that's coming out of his paycheck because he's being paid – Thirty-one and a half million dollars this year. He yeah. loses fifty games of that. That's all. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to wait till the season starts to really grasp what that is. I. I'm. I might be a little cynical or a little jaded. I, I'm gonna wait till the season starts. Understood. I respect or, that. Yeah. Before I. <laughs> before I. I see those guys, and I've been proven wrong, by the way. Le'Veon Bell sat out a whole year and lost 
$14 million. You know, me being a Steeler fan, I thought that was really, really dumb. The word around the campfire was he'll just move over that money to another year. I'm like, that, 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 that's not how it works, especially in a hard cap NFL. So but let me ask you this. If, if Andrew, Wiggins, <laughs> Andrew Wiggins has this year and next year, mm-hmm. then he becomes a free agent. Do you see him re-signing get, or getting re-signed by a team for $30 million a year at this point? Ask me that question uh, when the season starts because I need to see him not play 41 games before I can answer that question. Okay. Uh, I, I think, again, and I, I said this too about myself, my, my daughter wants to go to France, and I, I, don't, I don't see how they're not going to make people, and, and especially in Europe, the European countries, I don't see how they're not going to have a mandate on the COVID vaccine. At some international flights, it's either yeah. is it a PCR test right now? Something like that. Yeah, I don't think I don't. I, I, so they're going to get us to a point where we're going to have to take it. Uh, how that goes, whether it goes, I don't know. But a lot of my instincts tell me that's what's going to end up happening. So, in conjunction with what we're talking about, I think at some point someone's going to convince Wiggins, someone's going to convince Kyrie, someone's going to convince. Well, I should say convince Jonathan Isaac, but. He's he's gonna, you know. I I thought his press conference was amazing. I just they should just put that everywhere and anything you do, like just play that. I, he just was he put everything so eloquently, well, and he he showed nothing but compassion, love, and respect for everything. Kind of like you, Gerald. You're 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 you know you let people do their thing, and even if you don't agree with it, you're you're okay with it. You know, and that, that's you know about, about getting back to normal. That's that's what needs to happen. Yeah, I'm making it sound kind of weird like that by saying that, but yeah, I'm feeling like I'm being forced. And at some point I think they're gonna they're gonna end up forcing people. Now, what I am worried about is I, I just don't like the fact that we know about it. I don't like the fact that I know that Andrew Wiggins hasn't had his shots. That's bad. That is a bad thing to know. To know someone's medical situation. It's HIPAA law. Yeah, it's 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 extremely illegal. Okay, and and now we're just hey, we're on Twitter. Hey, we're on TV. Hey, we're on a podcast. Well, the hey. thing, but the thing is, okay, for us at Vegas here, I can put it in a betting perspective. You know, the the teams have to provide a report before each game. Let's say in the NFL and NBA, they too about injuries. So, how is this different from the injuries? I mean, should we be telling people that? Let's say Jonathan Isaac is coming off a knee injury and he might still have knee soreness or might still have knee damage. It goes down a slippery slope. And I, I understand in regards to the HIPAA laws. And I mean, when Kyrie Irving cannot go ahead and report for media day and has to do a zoom call from a remote location, right there, you have an issue. You already know something's up. It doesn't take you know a genius to know that something's up when that something like that happens because he's not allowed in the building because he has been vaccinated. So there you go right there. But with other individuals, you're right. Jonathan Isaac, he, he could still in Orlando, still play for games in Orlando at this point in time. He didn't have to say whether or not he's vaccinated or not or didn't have to go like you were talking about with his press conference, whether you agree with it or not. He didn't have to go and elaborate on but he chose to. And I think because of the fact that the media was just going to hound him and pressure him until he let his information know one way or the other. With Andrew Wiggins, it's the same thing. You know, if he's not going to show up for games, half the games, people would know then he's not vaccinated. So 
I, I think with these with these public personalities, it's really harder for them, much harder for them than you and I per se, to have these things kept private. We know what their salaries are, which I was weird twenty years ago. I'll, I'll tell you what, Joe. <laughs> I will be glad to get Andrew Wiggins' salary for this season, $32 million. And you can know my health history and know my health. I'll, I'll give you my – every day I'll report everyone out there what's my health status. Well, that's that's the point. The yeah, that's – that's it's, you know, obviously it's, if the person allows it and they're okay with it, then that's fine, right? The problem is if they don't – if they're not or they don't want it, or they're not doing what the general public wants them to do, and then they get ostracized for it, that's the part that's bad. Because again, it leads to other things eventually, just like anything else in life. If a kid keeps pressing the parent, keep pressing, and the parent doesn't discipline that child, he's going to stretch it, or she's going to stretch it, and they're going to stretch it, and you're going to stretch it until either the rubber band hits it, hits them, or the rubber band breaks. So, again, be, it's. I, I think I think we're in a society now where privacy is not really important, and maybe that's why it's a lot harder to achieve. It, it, it's it's. I I sort of believe that, but I don't. I think those who again allow it to happen, it's their choice. They want to do films in their houses with their families and. Let them know when they go to the bathroom and when they go to vacations and things like that. I'm like, okay, well, they, 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 they're, they're allowing it. But we all know that we would kind of, again, speak out of both holes where you got paparazzi hiding in bushes, taking pictures of people. And then the people that are watching that are saying, that's not right. But then they're buying In Touch magazine. It's very confusing because I hear one thing I, and, and people are doing something else. And if you put it into another subject, the answer is something else. I, I don't know where this is going to end up going. Maybe we'll be fine in the end, but I don't know. I, I, Kyrie, if I'm, if I'm the Nets, I cut my losses. You know, it, it, there are two teams in the NBA right now that have superstars that should need to just, should just cut their losses. Okay. One is the Nets. And the other are the Sixers. And if well, let me I, say this. I think if, if the Lakers and Nets met in the finals and everyone's healthy, a guy like Kyrie Irving can be the X factor. He has the ability to go ahead and get really hot from the outside and can really score in bunches enough that would be could be the difference for the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, that's whoever would you side you on, Brooklyn or the Lakers. In him not being in the lineup because of that reason is failing his teammates. It's failing his it's failing its organization. Kyrie has done this his entire career. I, I, that's why I'm not really talking about it. I, I respect that he's making his own choice here, right? Because yeah. I, 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 that's I, his I own choice, it, and I have to right? respect it too. I have to that's it. Right, right. But, it, the, but, yeah. but, but it's one of ten things that he's done that has hindered something. If it wasn't this, it'd be something else. And James Harden, okay, he... he, he he pulled muscles. What happens when you pull muscles when you're an athlete? That means you're not conditioned well enough. You didn't stretch well enough. You're not prepared well enough. You know, it's hamstrings, like, hamstrings have been an issue for him. Hamstrings. Well, well, because that's what happened. Okay, I'll give you an example. When it comes to hamstring pulls, groin pulls, it's lack of prep. 
and, I, and I'm not saying they're not working out and preparing, you know, practicing and things like that. But what I mean by that is you never see Tom Brady pull on a hamstring. You never saw Jerry Rice, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, or heck, I never even saw Shaq ever pull a hamstring. You know, he was the laziest guy out of them all. So it's like, okay, well, what are you doing? Like, what, what, what you, I was looking at workouts with James Harden, people going crazy. He's doing the same move. Step back, step back, shoot. Step back, step back, shoot. That doesn't work deep in the playoffs. And especially if you have all, you're, you're only working on one leg. So talking about Kyrie and Harden and the Nets, I, I mean, to me, it's, it's just, it's just going to come back to this. It's going to come back to show me at this point, their talent on paper. It's something to worry about. But the other side is, are they going to be there when it matters? I know Kyrie won a championship, but that was LeBron 2016. That was, you know, you could arguably say one of the greatest seasons one an NBA player can have. He hit the game-winning shot. Cool. But I saw Ron Harper hit a game-winning shot. I saw Robert Horry hit a game-winning shot. I saw Derek Fisher hit a game-winning shot in the finals. Sometimes that happens, you know, but everybody likes to point at that as, well, he he did this. He did score, you know, I think he scored 40 in that game too. He, I'm not saying he's not great, but he's too distracted. He's too distracted, and it doesn't matter if it's COVID now or vaccine now or the aliens or, or flat earths or whatever it is. The Nets have a big problem. If I'm the Nets, I talk to Maury. And I voodoo him into taking a trade and cutting his losses and starting over. The Sixers really need to start over. You have him beat at least. Start Don't over. Give them Ben Simmons. Simmons. Don't give them Ben Simmons. That would be that would be bad for the NBA because that would be a well, really good deal for Brooklyn. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this from a basketball objective standpoint. If I'm the owner of the Nets, okay. It's just like with, with what happened with, with Washington and, and the Lakers. Washington weren't going to do anything with Russell Westbrook. The Lakers desperately needed a third star to, to, to manage LeBron and allow him to play another two or three years. If they don't get a third star, LeBron would have likely played, at least in his effectiveness, probably one more year. Maybe two, but we don't know that. It could stop at any time. We don't know that. I know we want, we think LeBron might be like Tom Brady, which I kind of think that now, but I'll, you also have to be realistic that, he, you know, what if what if he ends up tearing the Achilles? You never know, you know. I didn't think Kobe was going to tear his Achilles in 16. He was playing like a madman. You don't know. Things can happen. But now it's a little easier because two teams decided, look, we need this. They need this. And right now, Maury needs to get rid of that cancer, which is Ben Simmons. He can't play in Philly. If you stink and you're supposed to be good in Philly, you will get destroyed. And you usually don't make it out of the hell. Even Charles Barkley, as mean as he is, he had to get out of Philly. So what's next? What's next for the Nets? And how does this pertain to the Lakers? Well, right now, the Lakers are sitting in an advantageous position. One of their two, I'd say, defenders of the title, the Nets and the Bucks. One of them, who knows what's going to happen? Not looking good right now. Milwaukee, once you win that title, now there's going to be confidence. 
and you have a superstar on that team that's going to be even more focused because Giannis is we don't praise him enough we really don't we don't praise him enough not only in basketball but in sports in general that guy is exactly who you want being the face of a league he is brilliant brilliant in every way good guy just great i'm happy the only thing that made last year good is that if 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 the lakers aren't winning it Giannis got it cuz i did i was really really cheering for him so we've got the nets and we've got the bucks Philly, I don't, you know, I don't think Philly's going to be an issue because of this is too much. Either Ben Simmons is going to be dead or, you know, somewhere else. I don't know what what's going to happen. Who else is good in the East? Atlanta? I like Atlanta. I, you I see Trey like Young? Atlanta. I think Atlanta is one superstar away from probably making some noise. I think they played a little over their heads. They had last year, I think they got, you know, they got some, you know, injury, you know, paths that helped them get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Let me say this. Let me say this. They have. They are deep with when Oyeka Onkongwu comes back from his injury. They are too deep at every position with a quality athlete and a quality player at every position. The problem is a lot of them are young, and a lot of them in the next two three years need to get their paycheck. And the thing is, Atlanta may not have the money to go ahead and pay for that entire roster of ten players all making a lot of money on extensions and whatnot. So you are right. They could package a lot of that youth for a player of the caliber of a Ben Simmons or you know, Damian Lillard or whatnot, because Atlanta has so many great young players, so many players that need time, that need to develop even more, that can even become really solid contributing players on other teams, that you could package two or three or four of them, still have depth on your team and bring back that superstar, what you're asking for. Because I still think right now, we could see a team right there that that's maybe just on the outside looking in at a number three or four spot in the East. But with that, like you said, if they get a superstar, that could change. They're going to need a superstar and they're going to need a forward. The only way they could get a, I mean, Trey Young is a, a maybe a level below Steph Curry, which is pretty darn good. But Steph Curry's had Clay Thompson on, on his right. And then he had a defensive player of the year assist three-point shooter down on the block. And then, of course, Durant came and pretty much, you know, turned it into NBA 2K. So, <laughs> so what star is going to want to go to the second-tier, third-tier cities? You know, is Zion going to go to Atlanta? Or is he going to go to New York? You know, everybody seems to want to go to the Lakers when they become, I guess, prime players. So if, if somebody does get to Atlanta, will will they go? Will they want to stay there? It'll have to be kind of like a Chris Webber situation where he's forced to go to Sacramento. And I think that's probably the future of Atlanta. I think they're going to have to get lucky and get somebody over there. Maybe not fully wanting to be there, but someone who's going to want to uh, obviously win once they, once they do get there. And then if the team is put together the right way, they can, they'll feel better to stay. Ben Simmons. Just to give you an idea, just to give you an idea on Trey Young and Steph Curry, because you made the correlation. Steph Curry didn't start becoming Steph Curry until his fourth season, because he came back from injury in his third season. 
Trey Young, this is his fourth season, and already he's averaged two years already, 20-plus points a game. That's scary, my friend. That's scary. And you're right. I, I think he's just right below Steph Curry because Steph Curry is, you know, an MVP, top five in the league, already type player. Trey Young's right below, but just scary, the potential for him and Luka Doncic, that class. And I still don't know how either one of them was, you know, I, I understand DeAndre Aiden and people like him, he's seven-footer, he's – He's obviously played very well in the league, but man, to have, uh, it's got to hurt you. It's got to hurt you knowing that Trey Young and Luka Doncic were there when you could have picked them. Are you talking about Phoenix? Talking about of- Phoenix and, and Vladi Divac, who is no longer part of the Kings. Uh, and, the, and the Kings. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I, uh, I don't, That's a good I don't know. It's it happens every every other year. If I'm bloody diva somewhere, I'm still smoking too many cigarettes. I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm still trying to figure out what they were thinking hiring Vladi. I love Vladi, you know, always love Vladi. He's I, I love always love Vladi too. He was one of my he was the, players. And I'm not trying to turn a Stephen A. Smith with you know you know making you know kind of toning down the the the, the insult by saying hey I love him but he sucks. No no no. I'm not saying that. I actually do love Vladi. He just, he just was not a great executive. Vladi, <laughs> Vladi was a big part of my adolescence coming into the sports basketball world and understanding it, right? When I was 13, he had just been drafted a year earlier. And, you know, his I just got engaged look after he made a basket in game three of the 1991 finals thinking he was going to win. That was a very big part of my vision and, and my thoughts of the Lakers when I was when I was young, I actually thought they were going to win it too, beat Jordan in the finals. But yeah, it, <laughs> when I heard they hired Bloody, I was like, "What are you doing?" But again, going back to the subject, I I don't. There's so many things that need to play for teams like Atlanta to win. So many things have to fall together, and it's going to have to be kind of like how how Milwaukee fell into this situation last year where every dominant team, almost every dominant team had an injury issue and they were able to go through. Now they had, you know, they were, they were a contender before then they did earn some credit on that end, but it's unlikely that Milwaukee would have tasted the title if, if, if the Nets and the Lakers were healthy. So they're going to need some luck. Uh, Atlanta's going to need somebody to come over there. That's going to supplement Trey Young's game, similar to kind of how Jamal Murray and Jokic and Denver are. They they remind me, Atlanta would remind me of a Denver team if they were able to get a second guy. I've been I've been watching the NBA too long. It's I think the 2004 Pistons, and to some degree, but they had Nowitzki. The 2011 Dallas Mavericks are the only two teams I've seen in the last 30 years that you could look at and go, eh, I don't know how they won that title, but they did. Everyone else is going to have LeBron. It's going to have Kobe. It's going to have Shaq. It's going to have Jordan, Hakeem, Duncan. So who knows? It's exciting for the league. It's nice to see that, you know, Dallas has a superstar for the next 15 years. Atlanta, hopefully, will have Trey Young for the next decade or whatever. How it plays out this year, though, but it, it just looks the same to me. It just looks like, okay, all the pretty much the same contenders other than maybe a couple guys that might come in there. But 
this is the Lakers, Nets, and, and, and to some degree the Bucks league right now. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Depending on how matchups go in a series like that between Brooklyn and Milwaukee, Milwaukee plays really good defense and could match up really well against Brooklyn. So we'll wait and see on that one. But the Lakers, I agree with you. The Lakers, I don't think they're going to win 70 games like Laker Tom already has a predicting because a 65 to 70, I should say, to correct myself on that. So 65 to 70. I'd say 55 to 60 is not out of the realm of possibility because of the fact that you want to make sure LeBron and AD are healthy. So there's going to be some rest time. Also, Russ, what's the story, Russ? Is there going to be a time where he needs to go ahead and work out this, the kinks with all the offense and defense. So there's going to be maybe some early on struggles with that. But then again, you said the, the schedule's easy and could very well work in the favor of the Lakers. So we'll see what happens there. But again, I don't see anybody in the West beating the Lakers right now. I think that if everything meshes the way it, it looks like it's going to, and obviously coming from media day where everybody says in the league that they're going to be the next world champions. We'll see what happens there, but I, I'm I'm entirely like you, optimistic about the whole media day, as it were, for the Lakers. I love the fact that it was very efficient. Everybody got 15 minutes, boom, 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 boom. Even Hillbilly Kobe, Austin Reeves, which is the newest Laker, moving up from a two-way contract to a regular contract, so he is now the, officially the 14th man on the Lakers. I saw him in summer league, and I'm not sure he's going to be able to give the Lakers much this season, so... Please, te- everybody temper their enthusiasm before they slap the Caruso goat label on him and all that. Please, for the love of God, don't start that yet until he actually gets on the floor and does something. <laughs> I mean, because I, I can see it. I can see your Lakers ball crew down there already going ahead and, and just, you know, slapping the labels on him. Uh, same thing with all over Lakers Twitter. But please give him time to go ahead and develop as a player first. I still think he's maybe a couple years away. But Is there any team that can turn a role player into the popularity of a star but the Lakers? Uh, I could say the Knicks. I could say the Knicks could do it if they have that Ooh, type of player. Because of Jeremy Lin? I would say Jeremy Lin. But That's Emmanuel, the only time. Emmanuel quickly played extremely well for the Knicks in limited time, and already a lot of people are clamoring in the Knicks. Nothing compared to what the Lakers have done. The Lakers, when they love you, you are. They called Kurt Rambis Superman. Yeah, Kurt, right. Yeah, and they gave glasses. Okay, just because he had glasses. Okay, Caruso. Clark Kent. Caruso is the 
anomalies of all anomalies. I, I just, I am still in amazement at how much we loved him. Not that he didn't deserve it, but we, that when he went to Chicago, people were really down. You know, I was, and they had a right was, to be for. I was, I was, I was sad. I was sad, but I knew why. wasn't Wasn't one of the things where I was like, you know, oh my god, I can't believe it happened. I, I almost knew it was going to happen again because you can't. <laughs> you you can only play five guys at a time, and the Lakers were were going to have to shift it to something else. As as valuable as he was, even when he started. You know, everybody, you know, game six in the finals, you know, he, he was phenomenal and he was phenomenal uh, uh, this whole few years. Of year. I still remember Mark Jackson's as they started the tip off. He said he did not know why uh, Frank Vogel was starting him in that spot in such a crucial game and thought he was making a mistake. And look what happened then. The Lakers won. Yeah. The, and, and between the him title. and AD, yeah, between him and AD, they had the greatest defensive quarter I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of great defenses play basketball. I mean, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe what what they were doing. That, and I know it was a little bit of uh, fatigue from Game Five, but I, still, I mean, you're going, you're sitting there going, these guys are in their pocket, not literally, but you could almost think they were. So Caruso, that quarter just changed the entire outlook, and just totally, it's one of those times where okay, it's over, it's done, and they it was, it was. It was, it was, it was, the, the basketball was so great. The, the fun, the fundamental part of it, the execution, the fundamental, the talent coming together at, at, at the most crucial time in, in their respective sports and watching it develop in front of you, watching it. And if it wasn't the Lakers, I, I would have been amazed. I mean, I was amazed when I was watching the Patriots play the Rams uh, three years ago. Was it three years ago? Yeah, maybe four years ago. And watching Bill Belichick coach, in my opinion, the greatest game he's ever coached. I mean, he completely – again, if you've watched sports as much as I have and the details and all that, I mean, you're, you're just sitting there watching. Like, they, 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 they can't do anything. And, and Sean McVay confirmed it. His infliction, his delivery of his and, and his interview validated what we watched. He goes, I got out coached. And it wasn't one of those, oh, I got out coached and da da da, like just, you know, normal verbiage of after a game. He was like, I, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. So Caruso, that 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 is a lasting image for Laker fans. That and the fact that he's the guy that came out of nowhere, who was undrafted, who came from Texas uh, A&M. Texas A&M isn't known for its basketball. And he looks like a insurance salesman. And for the longest time there, he looked like a sick insurance salesman. I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't look at him that way, but some people would joke about it with his, uh, you know, you know his nickname, bald, bald, the bald eagle, right? So... They, they, that had, that obviously played a big part. People felt like they could identify with him, and that's you know, it, which is which really weird. You know, we're we're 
Laker fans in L.A. are a paradox, okay? We want superstars. We want A-listers. But we fall in love with the Carusos and the Rambuses and the little engines that could, that, that come through. And, and that's Reeves, apparently, as well. Well, again, I don't. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he. he I think he has a. I, I don't. I haven't. I, I need to see more of him, but he's just in the little bit I've seen. I think there's a little bit of a personality thing there that they really like, and I'll tell you why I know this. Rondo had mentioned him, and Rondo is Rondo isn't impressed by anything, and when he mentioned him randomly while he was being interviewed during media day. I'm like, huh, wonder what Reeves did to, to, to warrant Rondo mentioning Reeves just in normal interview conversation. So we're going we're gonna to find out here hopefully during the preseason uh, and obviously during the year if he plays well enough to see what, what, the, uh, what the endearing personality is. I think, I think there's something there. I think that's obviously skill set's going to is, is, is part of it, but I think he's, he's – they, they, they're smitten by him. The, the, the Laker players are already smitten by him, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing why. <laughs> so your overall impressions on the Lakers media day, did the team to you say all the right things? It, it wasn't cliche-ridden. You know, that's one of the things I really, really... We're going to go out there, give it 100%, and we're going to go... There was none of that. There was none of that. There was none of that. You know, Carmelo was sitting there, and they were talking about his book... And I was seven seller in, on the New York, you know, on the New York list. And my God, I'd say that the, the, the guy that looked as relaxed and in in the moment was was Carmelo. Carmelo was, and this is not just from media day. He, boy, man, that guy is. From what I remember, Carmelo, I, I don't want to say he matured because it always makes it kind of sound like it, you know it's a negative connotation. Oh well, he matured. Which kind of makes you think, oh well, he was an adult, you know, he was a, 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 you know, but you know, it makes it sound like he was not mature before. It's not. It's his. his it, again, it's his, his, his personality just oozing out, and everything he's saying is genuine, engaging. He's answering questions that, that, you know, in a way where you're like, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting what what's going on here. Being realistic about the fact that he's there's, we need to have some adversity during the year so we can learn from it, so we're better prepared for the stretch run. Those are things that I love to hear. These are realistic things. These are natural things. I like natural, even if it's something I don't want to hear. I want to hear natural, and hopefully, the end result obviously is good, which, you know, being a Laker fan, I, I would say is pretty accurate. And the Lakers are, I'd say, next to the Yankees, probably one of the greatest front runners in sports history. You know, people say, you know, the Lakers are going to be great and this and that. Usually they are, right? Are there, are there haters out there saying they're too old? Yeah. But is it, is it loud? No, because I think a lot of that is BS. I don't think a lot of those people really believe that. Because if you look at the roster, 
the ones that are actually playing, that are going to be playing, are not old, other than LeBron. Russell Westbrook is not old. AD is not old. Malik Monk is not old. Kendrick Nunn is not old. And for this team to really get everything put together the right way, those complementary young players are going to have to come through. They're going to have to make their open shots, and they're going to have to play defense. They do that, we're good. Everything else falls in place. Well, we'll see what happens. Training camp is again underway. We're excited because exhibition games are around the corner. But before we head on out, my friend, we're going to go ahead and give everybody the lowdown on why you need to check out a great place for Lakers conversation. Please give us everybody the heads up on why they should check out LakersBall.com. Well, Lakers ball is starting to heat up here a little bit now that the season is coming ahead of us here. Today was funny. My boys and my girl, they know me and they still love me. And they were ignoring me today. <laughs> they knew I was baiting them, especially with the whole vaccine uh, topic. They uh, they got they had a pretty good impression on where which which uh, sides I go every now and then. I don't consider them sides. I know it gets interpreted that way, but uh, I was kind of being the, the 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 adolescent child and trying to poke the bear to see if I got a response and. They're so good, they just ignored me, and it was great. I was actually pretty impressed. <laughs> so as far as, you know, going to a site where you can actually be you, you know, I mean, there is there are limits. Don't get me wrong. If you act like a complete jackass, you're going you're gonna to get run. But they're, they're not like that. They're not, they're not going to go, you know, on a drop of the hat, do it. So you're going to be able to be yourself there. You're going to be able to enjoy some good Laker conversation and some good joking around and some good rubbing. And it gets even better during the season. Again, the game time thread is the best part of the site, to be honest with you. When the game is on and we're dialoguing as the game is going on, it's one of the best places to be, in my opinion, when, when, uh, when, you, when you're watching the game. And there's just enough people there where it doesn't get saturated to the point where you can't read or converse with people. So that's, that's another good thing, which – in the long run might be compromised as it gets popular. But if you're a Laker fan and you want to enjoy good dialogue, good information and a, a, a crowd that doesn't take things too seriously, you know, you got to go to LakersBall.com. You get, you just got to, it's, you, you'll, you'll enjoy it. And I've enjoyed it. I've been there for a while now and everybody's embraced me. And uh, here I am. My hope was eventually we could get a face for, for the site I wasn't necessarily thinking it was going to be me, even though I have done things like this before. But, you know, the universe always leads me to the same place. <laughs> so I'm very happy to be here. I'm very happy to continue the progression of the show and the progression of anything Lakers, because uh, I don't care what happens. I will never not be a Laker fan, and I will never not, not watch the games. And I don't care if Julius Randle and... D'Angelo Russell and Brandon Ingram are on the team. I was watching those painful years. I was watching a Luke Walton coach team. I'm sorry, Luke. I love you, but you should have waited a little bit longer, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and it's it, we, we built this habit as a Laker base 
over the last 10, 15 years that it's probably the only part that I don't like that we've done is we've, we've hated Kurt Rambis because of his executive coaching side of things. We've hated on Byron Scott for not being successful. We've hated on Luke Walton. We've, to some degree, hated on Magic Johnson. I realized recently, I'm like, we can't do this. We can't do this. We, not everybody can do everything, you know? And we need, to, we need to still love our Laker fraternity. You know, those, those, you know, Byron Scott was part of three championships. Kurt Rambis was a part of four, you know, a big part of it. And Luke Walton was an ideal teammate, helped us win two championships. And, you know, these are, these are, this is like our family, man. Yeah. You might get mad at your family. You might get mad at your friends, but we still got to love them. And again, that's, you know, as far as Lakers ball, it's in a lot of ways, uh, we try to right the ship there, you know, try to, Try to criticize, try to tell the truth, but at the same time, don't take it too seriously to the point where now you're like, oh, well, you're on that side and I'm on this side. Screw that. There is no this side and that side. There's only a few things in life that are black and white. Most things are very, very gray, and I think adults need to realize that more. Well, again, a good place for that conversation, even though he does like poking the bear every now and then, but he does so with uh, good intentions or maybe with some Kind of evil intentions in mind. Well, when you're the bull, you poke the bear. There you go. He if likes to stir things up. So. Well, the, I, I, I don't know if I necessarily can call it stirring things up. It, I guess maybe subconsciously it's there. But a lot of times it's my heart talking. It's my conviction about what's going on on whatever it is. If I'm wrong it's still a subjective thing on whether I'm wrong. Maybe the way I deliver things will be wrong, but usually the subject I'm pretty passionate about. It's not something I'm just going to blurt out, you know, out of nowhere and say, Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I was, I was wrong about this one. No, I might've been wrong in how I delivered the message. I might've been wrong at how aggressive I was and maybe how insulting I was. That's the part where I do make the mistake. Sometimes that can be extremely harsh. And as I've gotten older, I've gotten much, much better with it. And I'll continue to get better. So in the end here, with all the talk of other things that surround sports that I feel strongly about, that's sometimes different than those I support while, you know, with my teams that I support, it's, I haven't sworn anything off. You know, again, I haven't missed any games and I never will. And because I'm stubborn, you know, just like California, all my, you know, some of my friends are like, we're out of here, dude. We can't afford it here. You the heck with the governor, the heck with this, the heck with that. I'm like, you know, stuff ain't going to get better if you leave. Are you quitting? (laughs) But they live a different life. I understand they have financial reasons on why they're leaving. Part of it is the social situation and the political situation. But again, where I'm stubborn is, no, I ain't going anywhere. I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to fix it. That's what I do in my life. I fix things. So here we are, talking Lakers, talking life. What could be better? <laughs> exactly. And a great place to go ahead and continue the conversation is LakersBall.com. Yes.
Well, Joe, media day is over. The training camp is now underway. We're hoping to see some good things. We're hoping AD will play the five and start at the five. And we hope to get a glimpse of that coming up here in a few days when the Lakers start their exhibition season. So looking forward to that. By that time. I'm ready for Sunday. Yeah. I'm ready for Sunday. I'm ready for Sunday. Even though it's a preseason game, I'm ready. We're going to have some impressions of the first few moments of the Lakers exhibition season. The game will be already in the books and maybe even go ahead and a little bit more news coming out of that and also training camp. So I'm looking forward to speaking to you again next week and, and hearing your thoughts and impressions on the, on the exhibition season so far. We cannot take everything from it because again, it's just exhibition. So we know that the Lakers are not going to show all their cards, but it's, we're going to at least get a good idea of what to look forward to, at least in the early part of the season. So I cannot wait to go ahead and have you back on to talk Lakers coming up next week. Looking forward to that. If you have any questions for us at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Lakers Twitter is always an abundant and very opinionated group out there. And we truly appreciate out there listening that's part of Lakers Twitter or anyone else out there that's checking us out. Like we get people from all over the world checking out the show, and we cannot thank you enough for doing so, taking some time out of your day to listening to us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. So for Joe Sorrow from LakersBall.com, it's Gerald Glassford. Cannot thank you enough for joining us. I will have on more great guests in regards to their NBA team favorites, what they think of their own teams and what they think of the Lakers. So it's always great to get those perspectives. We're going to have Jennifer coming up here talking about Charlotte. That's coming up on our next program right here at the Lakers.